0: To the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. We are in the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Clark and I are here talking with you about what kind of just stuck out to us. Romans is just such a dense,
1: it really is rich, a really dense book.
0: Theological book. There's going to be a lot to unpack, so we'll we'll kind of just walk you through what Holy Spirit lifted for us, Um, and it's going to be good. Here we go.
1: Hey, I want to begin by playing a little game with you. It's not going to make sense to you right now, but it's going to make sense at the end. (laughs) I'm going to say something and describe something. I want you to try to guess what it is, okay? I'm good at this. This is an animal.
0: Animal.
1: It's really tall, and it's usually yellow. Yellow. And sometimes has little nubs on top of its head, and it likes to eat leaves <laughs> off of tall trees. What am I talking about?
0: Well, I want to say giraffe. You could have just said long neck, too. Yeah. just tall.
1: <laughs> For sure. Well, I didn't use the word giraffe, so maybe I'm talking about a zebra.
0: Oh, it did sound like a giraffe, though. It
1: did sound like a giraffe. Because if like I wanted to talk about a zebra, I could have used the word zebra, couldn't I have?
0: Right? Yeah. True. Okay,
1: how about this? How about there's a thing that suspends in the air? Sometimes it's different colors. The one that we usually are in is blue or kind of purple, yellow, orange, and red. We like this one because it offers uh, free peanuts and free (laughs) bags.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an airplane.
1: An airplane, but I didn't use that word. So I could have been describing a car that flies, Marty McFly. I don't know.
0: But those usually don't. Suspend in the air, like you said, or fly
1: in the air. Okay, so I'm describing something. I'm (laughs) describing something, but I'm not using the word to actually identify it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. It's not much of a game right now, but it will be later on when I explain this. Back to you, Bobby. Romans (laughs) 1.
0: Well, I think one of the initial things that stood out to Clark and I is just right away when um, Paul's describing kind of this... Power that's in the cross, power that's in the resurrection. So that's in verses 3 and 4. And we talked about that a little bit in um, Wednesday's podcast, too, when we were finishing up with Mark. It sounds like this. Regarding his son, who, as to his human nature, it was a descendant of David, and through who the Spirit of holiness was declared with power to the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Ah. Christ our Lord. Mm. And so... Um, that was one of the initial just kind of like, okay, Paul, like we're getting to the knit and grit of... We're picking this, up
1: on the resurrection. This
0: power that's now exploding, um, you know, in the life of Paul, but just really kind of um, after, after some of these folks have been martyred and persecuted just kind of all over the mm-hmm. world. If you, and if
1: you jump ahead to verse 16, that same word is used talking about power. Paul is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, yeah. Jews first and also the Greek. Meaning, mm-hmm. the greatest miracle we might see is the resurrected power of Jesus Christ right. in, in through life of person.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the, if you continue down just in that initial part of chapter one again too, one of the things that Paul talks about is how it's um, through this faith so through. Um, the actions of Jesus Christ and now faith in him that we have this um, obedience. And that's kind of, again, like 17 is echoing this, for in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith. And so what, why we're building this up is because right now Paul's talking about the righteousness of God and mm-hmm. how it is its own thing. It is, um, you know, our saving way to faith is death on the cross of Jesus Christ and then having faith in that we actually get cloaked in his righteousness and Clark Mm -hmm. you were talking about a song that stuck out that was kind of about this like because of the power of the cross because that we we, are saved there's a song we
1: just sang this new song on Sunday called my testimony and uh, our worship team played it never heard it before but it says i believe in signs and wonders i have resurrection power still the miracle that i just can't get over is that my name is registered in heaven my praise belongs to you and talk about how by jesus christ the righteous i'm justified this is my testimony this is my testimony Bow with the blood and washed in the water, sing praises of the Spirit, Son and Father, our God will finish what he started. And he mm-hmm. keeps coming back to who Jesus is, Christ our righteousness, and how we should not be able to help ourselves but to continue to talk about this. Yeah. God's righteousness.
0: That's a good I don't know, that's a good connection point, you guys, if you're talking to your kids about Sunday. And reading Romans chapter 1, that's an easy dialogue right there. Like, oh, yeah, I remember this song Mm -hmm. that we sang. So as we continue to march through the chapter, then what ends up happening is we don't don't just hear about God's righteousness. We actually hear about um, our unrighteousness and really our depravity. And Paul, probably what, starting in verse 18?
1: Yeah, like 18 through 25, he talks about how God's wrath will come down on unrighteousness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And essentially, yeah, the wrath of heaven... Uh, It was going to be against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness, who by their unrighteousness, people suppress the truth. Because we've been given Christ, we have the Gospels, we have all of the Bible. In 2001, 2021, we're really spoiled compared to people in other parts of world history because we have all of the Bible, and and the canon is closed, like it's complete. It gives us everything we need to know for relationship with God, for salvation, now and forever. And it just keeps going through how... God's invisible attributes are even displayed all throughout creation. Now here's the tricky part when it talks about like, what do we learn about God here. Looking at a sunrise should be able to point everybody to a higher being and a creator, someone that's out there that has uh, intentionally Mm -hmm. designed you and me to live and function in a way that is sustainable. Mm -hmm. But what he's saying here in these verses is that creation itself cannot save you. Yeah. So it's enough to condemn someone because we're able to look out and just see other people, see a star, see a tree, and be like, "Wow, someone made this There's like intentionally." There's something bigger. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't just stop there. That's not enough to save you. It's believing of who Jesus is and what He's done. Mm-hmm. He's got there.
0: And so as Paul continues, he actually begins describing people who have, um, who have kind of believed that, and you know, in verses. Um, 21 as you keep going for although they knew god so now we understand that that we can know god they neither glorified him as god nor give thanks to him but their thinking became futile their foolish hearts were darkened and although they claimed to be wise they became fools they exchanged the glory of the immortal god for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles so literally instead of worshiping and creating in verse 25 that's what it says worshiping the creator they created they worshiped created things mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of the beginning of this list then that paul goes into in verse 26 um that says because of this god gave them over to shameful lust hold, hold on a second real yeah. quick before we
1: un- unpack that what strikes me as you're talking about this it just hit me right now is verse 22 those claiming yeah. to be wise
0: do that yeah? couldn't better
1: sum up like where we're at today mm-hmm. as a world and even within the church of people claiming to have like all the answers. And it's not that oh, we have yeah. all the answers um, in that we, we can answer every single question to every single detail, but the Bible does give us the foundational mm-hmm. truths we need for how to live in relationship with God and how to live in relationship with other people. And I think of like uh, the progressive church progressive christianity and i use that word progressive because it, that word is used often to describe this group of you know believers that are like advancing because progression like progressing, progressing <laughs> is advancing to something new or better mm. and for us as christians we read the bible thinking we don't need to progress like we have everything we need right here for a relationship with god and other people and for eternal salvation, and how those relationships are actually supposed to function and work. And if we're obedient to that, because go back all the way to verse 5, it says, we've received from grace the apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Mm -hmm. Whenever Paul talks about obedience throughout Romans, throughout Galatians, Ephesians, any of his writings, he says, obedience to faith and obedience to Christ leads to fruitfulness. And so if you're reading, like, Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, can other people who aren't even Christians experience, like, joy? I'd say, yeah, Yeah. to some extent, definitely, even peace. But what you miss out on is a Holy Spirit-saturated life and a relationship with the Lord. When you're obedient to Christ and in through faith, Mm. then... This fruit's produced because you're abiding in Him, John. Right, f- John peace 15. that only
0: comes from the Lord. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Yep,
1: exactly. That, yeah. And this is not new. Yep. <laughs> and this has been here for thousands of years. Mm. But the progressive church, progressive people, are saying, "Hey, you know, we're advancing to something new and something better." Mm. So, what you're about to transition to now in yeah. Romans is Paul's going to talk specifically about sexual immorality, yeah. and I feel like mm-hmm. today. There's a lot of people saying, we're advancing. We have new scientific technology. We're looking at these new things to determine gender dysphoria and these different things. And as we talk about this, I want to just really hammer this home. We are talking about people and not concepts. We're talking about people and family members and friends, not just theories. And so we have to choose our words wisely as we speak because you're speaking about people made in the image of God. Our church is actually going to dedicate all of January and February. To talk about all things sexual, mm. it's going to be exciting. Pray for me <laughs> as we all prepare. Sexual, all things sexual. <laughs> but anyways, that that's what Paul is starting to lead into here. Saying there's people claiming to be wise, yep. but really they're not doing anything new, and it's not progressive. Mm. In fact, it's incredibly old, and mm. it's been tried, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it leads to brokenness, dysfunction, and pain, yep. physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm. So, I don't know, do you want to read the next couple of verses now? Verses 26, 27, 28?
0: Yeah, let's go for it. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged um, changed natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. This is verse 28. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done.
1: Perfect. Keep going. No, it's good right there. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it is. We don't have time for all of it. but <laughs> no, we don't. What's, what's going on here, When you, if I talk to someone who I would say would describe themselves as a progressive Christian, that's open and inclusive and is really for, like, the LGBTQ plus movement. They look at these couple of verses and yeah. they debunk them by saying he's not talking about same-sex relationships. Sure. Which is really confusing to me when I read this because I'm looking at 26, 27, 28 going, well, That to me, that's exactly what he's saying. Right. If that's I'm talking to saying. someone who doesn't have that perspective, they're saying he's he's condemning pornea, right. which uh, in...
0: Lustful, yeah. yeah,
1: which in their mind is specifically speaking to pedophilia sure. or promiscuous mm-hmm. relationships with many people. So man to men and woman to women. Right,
0: not just a monogamous same-sex mm-hmm. relationship.
1: When you, when you look at the Greek, though, when you look at Paul's writing in Romans and in Ephesians and in First oh. Timothy, this is where it comes back to the intro. Remember that tall, long-neck thing that's yeah. yellow? What was that? Giraffe. A giraffe. Oh, you guys are sharp. That's exactly what I was talking about. How about the thing that's suspended in air yeah. that gives you peanuts? An Pla-
0: airplane. An
1: airplane Southwest. What folks say in this conversation is um, that, that I would say are unbiblical or that he's not talking about same-sex monogamous relationships. He's talking about same-sex promiscuous relationships or same-sex relationships to an adult and a child. Mm. How we need to counter that and say very kindly There were words at that time in their language to describe pedophilia and to describe promiscuity. And Paul is a very sharp man, and he has a big lexicon and vocabulary. He could have used those words easily to describe what he's talking about. What Mm -hmm. he's talking about here is woman to woman Mm -hmm. and man to man. Male bed. And that's the words he uses throughout his writing. So that's where I would really kindly say, you want to live obedience to the faith, going back to verse 5, and experience mm-hmm. a fruitful life, as Paul ex- invites us into through all of his writings. We need to be obedient to the Lord mm-hmm. and submit to his way of living, not um, it, verse 28, mm-hmm. and since they did not see fit to the, to acknowledge God. Right. Hey, I know the Bible seems to say this, but really... I'm going to do my own thing over here because it's really convenient. It
0: could be this or it could be that. You know, we can't know yeah. for sure. And the we,
1: truth yeah. is, like you brought up earlier when we were having breakfast, Bob. Yeah. This applies to all of us in every area of life. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's um, other re- unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. or it's us to a substance or ups- us to some kind of entertainment, we have to acknowledge God yeah. in those. And we have to submit to Him in His way. Yeah. Because that's what's best.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what produces fruit. That's the you know, that yep. signifies like we have a relationship. We we love you back, Lord. You love us so much.
1: Yeah. One
0: of the things too, I want to point out is just at the end, verse thirty two, it sounds like this. Although they know God's righteousness decree righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those thing of those who practice them. And so what uh, is significant. There is now we're not even we're not talking about folks that are doing these things alone. We're talking about folks that maybe. Um, are just looking or um, seeing or walking with someone and approving how they're living in this kind of unnatural relationship or sin relationship. Mm-hmm. And like Clark said, I think the main takeaway here is just to remember that this isn't just a concept, some far-off distant thought that we're yeah. talking about. Like these are these are people that we love, yeah. um, people that we care about um, in all areas, not just within sexuality, but in all areas, like Clark said, that, we, that we're walking with saying, um you know, this is the truth, though. Like, I see this, um, but this is a better way mm-hmm. that in Jesus Christ that we know um, that we get to receive when we accept him. And so, not, not easy, you guys. Romans no. chapter 1. Really but going all the way
1: back to the beginning... We learn a lot about God here. He's resurrected. That's where real power is, from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The spirit of holiness and by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we've received grace and apostleship, called to obedience and faith. Verse 16 again, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And then jumping into God's wrath on them, the unrighteousness, we all got to be quick to repent and believe. And saying, God, my way yeah. of doing things, even though it might be convenient and be, be feel good and even natural. We need a supernatural work, Lord, because you've called us to something higher and better. So as we really wrestle with these deep think, uh, scriptures and really precedents like where we're at today, just right. remember, we're looking at the mirror. The Lord wants to do a work on our heart. When we talk about other people, we're talking about people, not theories and concepts. And that's very important to know. Speak with gentleness and in truth. I'm allowing our conversation to be seasoned with salt, the scriptures that talk about that. So thank you for beginning this journey in Romans with us. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to having more conversations.
0: Thanks for listening, you guys. Tune in on Sunday or come join us in worship. Uh, Would love to see you there. God bless you.